the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, August the 24th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On August 24, A.D. 79, long dormant Mount Vesuvius erupted, bearing the Roman city of Pompeii and another one as well, smaller city. In volcanic ash, they estimated about 20,000 people died in that. You probably have read, I have, how that the as they're they're digging into the ruins under the ash and so on, they find people frozen exactly where they were at the moment, the, their body. And uh, they were just going on regular with regular life, just like any other day. And all of a sudden, everything ended. It just froze under the extreme heat of that ash that just engulfed the city. Today in 1814, during the War of 1812, British forces invaded Washington, D.C. They set fire to the Capitol, which was still under construction, and the White House, as well as several other public buildings. The British forces and the British leaders were having a hard time getting over 1776, weren't they? In 1912, today, Congress passed a measure creating the Alaska Territory. Today, in 1932, Amelia Earhart, she embarked on a 19-hour flight from Los Angeles to Newark, New Jersey. That made her the first woman to fly solo nonstop from coast to coast. Today, in 1949, the North Atlantic Treaty came into force. And today, in 1954, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed the Communist Control Act. That outlawed the Communist Party in the United States. Today, in 1992, Hurricane Andrew smashed into Florida, caused about $30 billion in damage. 43 U.S. deaths were blamed on the storm. And today, in 2006, the International uh, Astronomical Union declared that Pluto was no longer a full-fledged planet. They demoted Pluto to the status of a dwarf planet. Poor Pluto. Have you ever felt that way? We all have. We've been in situations or circumstances that have made us feel a little demoted sometimes. Well, Pluto had his day today in 2006. There was a really uprising on that. I remember it. That people, there were people that really got angry about demoting Pluto to becoming less than a planet and so on. Some people have too much time on their hands, and I suppose those folks were among them. I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank you for listening to this program. Some of you, every day, I get endless notes. I mean, and I, I enjoy it more than I can tell you, just hearing from you that you wouldn't miss it or you try not to miss it or you rarely miss the program. You kind of arrange some of the things that you're going to do around this time that we're on the air. And I'm very humbled by that. And I take it very seriously. So we try to the best of our ability and we 
prayerfully ask God to help us to deliver a message that God would have you to hear, all of you who listen, and those who perhaps accidentally listen, and there are those, and boy, do they violently disagree with me. Not many, but there are those out there that will tell me so, and that's fine. Just keep listening. But I want to thank all of you for listening, and I want to thank all of you who support this ministry. There are a thousand voices asking for your money, your support, right now, politically, ministry, other projects. I mean, the voices are 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 roaring right now in our culture for support of various projects and various uh, ideas and so on. I'm fully aware of that. Marjorie and I give regularly to church, to missions, to all kinds of things, ministry, including this ministry, regularly, monthly. And I'm on a lot of lists. And man, oh man, I mean, people are saying, if, if you'll give, you know, 100 bucks today, we have a 1,000, you know, times, somebody is, is going to match it 1,000 times and on and on and it goes. I don't know if it's true or not, but I know I get all these things and I know you do too. And I think what we do, at least, and I, I think what is a good idea for all of you is simply to pray about it and sort out. I mean, most people can't write a check to everything they kind of agree with. I mean, I can't. Maybe I, I suppose Elon Musk could, but I doubt that he's supporting many ministries. Neither, neither is Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or whomever. But us ordinary folks out here, we normally can't write a check to everything we agree with. So we have to discern what, where God would have us to put our resources. And I know that the Lord has put this on my heart to do this program, and uh, very strongly, because I media is not attractive to me, but I've spent my entire adult life pretty much on television and radio ministry, not professionally, but ministry. And so I only do these things when I really feel the Lord has impressed me to do it. And that's kind of where I am on this program. I definitely feel God spoke to my heart at a time when I really wasn't doing anything. And um, I kind of retired a little bit. But um, the Lord spoke to my heart about it very strongly. And I told the Lord and I, in my prayer, I'll, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. But Lord, you got to speak to people's hearts to help us with this, or it, is, it can't happen. And I think he smiled and said, you know I will, but uh, I'm not, I didn't hear a voice, but I kind of felt that answer. And he has. And some of you have supported this ministry since we started about 10 years ago now, on the radio, on ACN. Uh, it's amazing, but here we are. But I would like to encourage you to prayerfully consider your support here, and to all of you who do, Thank you. I am humbled by your support. I am I, I, beyond words. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you standing with us. To those of you who listen but and you feel it's something that is worthwhile, would you prayerfully consider joining us in our support? Because we need your support. KPDQ in Portland, we need your support if we can continue in Portland. So pray about it. California, pray about it. To all of you who support so strongly, thank you. Thank you. 
Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. You can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us, and you can contribute online. Many of you do. In fact, more and more of you are doing that. But whatever works for you, thank you in advance for standing with us. Florida flipped major school boards last night. They had a, they had a, uh, had a, it was a primary election, but it was, it was a, a, a general election for school boards in uh, Florida. So it's kind of interesting. It, it, the, uh, in most cases, it, it was all primary elections that happened last night. They happened in Florida, New York, Oklahoma, and so on. But uh, in Florida, the, it, it was the general election for school boards. And that means the winners will be the official members of the school boards. And many of the winning candidates had been endorsed by this 1776 Project PAC. It's an organization that's been instrumental in flipping some of the school boards from liberal to conservative across the country. And they've been very active in Florida. So the guy that runs that, the guy that founded it, I don't know him, but his name is Ryan uh, Gerdusky. I think that's how you pronounce it. He said uh, that he said we saw massive election victories all throughout the state of Florida last night. He said it shows the desire of parents and residents across the country for some normalcy in our education system, and that means pushing against transgender ideology, critical race theory, critical gender ideology, and equity, which destroys merit in education. Well, he's exactly right. I mean, that is where we are today. That's what's happening today in our culture. And that's why I talk about it on this program so often. In fact, last week I talked about, it was either Thursday or Friday, I talked about the fact that NBC ran a very strong story. It wasn't just um, reporting. It was strongly wanting to influence the readers of the story, and many of their stories are of all the networks. They're not really into news so much as they are into indoctrination, much like public education is today. But it was about Grace Christian School, and um, it was in uh, Valrico, Florida. And there's this church, and it runs this school, which is, you know, there are thousands of those across the country where churches have schools. Sometimes the schools are much larger than the church, and sometimes it's the other way around. But nonetheless, and I, I don't have any connection here. I didn't know any of these folks. But I was talking about this Grace Community Church in Valrico, uh, Florida. Well, I, I talked about how the fact that they came out very strongly and just stated their position. It's a biblical position. It's very strong. And um, but it was loving in what I could see it. I watched some video and I read the the text of what they had said. So I talked about it on this program. Well, now we're learning that when NBC News ran that story, and that's where I saw it was on NBC. And I noted that when I talked to you about it on the program here, when NBC published uh, that program and and several paragraphs of an email that this. Uh, the head of this school, uh, uh, he's a, and he's a pastor as well, McKean, he reiterated to school parents that the school's commitment to was to biblical sexuality. He said, we believe that God created mankind in his, in his image, male, man, female, woman, sexually different, but with equal dignity. 
email said. It continued, therefore one's biological sex must be affirmed and no attempts be made to physically change, alter, disagree with one's biological gender, including but not limited to, and he went through all of the uh, elective sex reassignment, transvestite, transgender, or non-binary gender fluid acts of conduct. He quoted from Genesis chapter 1. And the students in the school, he said, will be referred to by the gender on their birth certificate and be referenced in name in the same fashion. Well, there was an explosion that came out of this. Now he is getting threats from the community. He's getting and outside the community. And he's even gotten a, a, it's legitimized. I mean, it's an actual, it's not somebody just pranking him. He's gotten a death threat to him and his family now. And the authorities have gotten involved in it. But that is, and there's more to the story, but you get it. And I spent a program talking about it last week. I knew that it would create a response. I, I didn't think it would be quite that strong and that immediate. I mean, I didn't think he'd get death threats, but I thought he would get threats of people boycotting his church and probably get people showing up uh, on their campus or whatever. I mean, I've had, as a pastor, I've had some of the services in our church boycotted, and we've had activists outside with bullhorns trying to interrupt the service inside. I mean, I know what that feels like, and I wasn't even preaching about this issue when that happened. It was a different issue, but it was equally igniting, I guess, to the far left. But nonetheless, uh, that's the environment we live in. So when we hear that people today are, are taking a stand as they did in Florida last night in regards to school boards, I think that's something that we want to be very sensitive to if God would speak to our heart in your area, whatever, wherever it may be. Maybe there are ways that you can, I don't want to use the word infiltrate, but you can infiltrate uh, the public education. You can run for school board if, if you're qualified and you know if you are or not. I mean, there, some people probably shouldn't run for it, but most of us are qualified to sit on a board and represent our children and our beliefs in our school district that our tax dollars pay for. So pray about things like that and about getting involved. And there's a million other ways to get involved, but you can be a light in the darkness. You can be salt. You can be light. And we're called to do that. So consider that. And that's one of the reasons that I talk about this so often, because it's just, it's ignited a firestorm in our culture today, and it, this it seems to be kind of the, the, the point of the spear, and it's this whole sexual revolution thing where they're trying to redefine, they've redefined history now, we weren't really, <laughs> America, the United States didn't come into being as a result of a, a war, a revolutionary war in 1776, oh no, it was 1619 when the slave ship arrived at Jamestown, and on and on they go. Well, and there's an audience for that out there, and they sell a lot of books, of course, but that is the issue today, is are we who God says we are? And that's where this comes down to, and that's where it piques my interest and draws me into it. I love this country, but I love God more than this country, and so do you, I'm sure. And we are citizens of of America, and with that comes a responsibility to our nation. But we are more so citizens to the kingdom of God. We've been 
brought into the kingdom of God by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. So we have dual citizenship, as they say. So we care more about the kingdom of God, of course, than about any country or any political issue. But today is a day when we need to take a stand as children of God in a culture that is quickly decayed, and that is happening as we speak. And you don't hear a lot about the fact that there is a rising of people of like mind, and the like-mindedness of the group of people that are rising is that we believe that the Bible is the inherent, infallible Word of God. And we want to live by that, and we want to take a stand in our culture when we see that that is being so attacked by the culture itself and by the leftist progressives who don't even believe in fixed values, much less Judeo-Christian values. So that's where we are at in our culture today. A school district near Milwaukee, Wisconsin, has banned political and religious messaging inside the classroom. This happens every day around the nation. And there's probably a number of incidents that I don't know about, we don't hear about, but it's happening in just places. There's just a breaking out of people, of resistance, of people saying, not angry, not, not threatening, not violent, but just breaking out from their heart, saying, no, this is wrong. We're not going to go here. Enough is enough. And this is happening. And I thank God for that because I think that is tied to spiritual conviction. It's not tied to rebellion or resistance for resistance sake, but it has to do with our heart toward the Lord and toward the kingdom of God and the values of the kingdom of God, the values taught in the Bible. So this school district near Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they they came out, they're saying that they're banning, and they're saying they're banning religious messages inside the classroom, which is fine. I don't want public schools to teach my children, they're growing now, grandchildren, the truth. I just want them to teach the basics to children, the classic education that was for 150 years was the trademark of America. That's one of the reasons we rose so quickly, was certainly God's blessing, but we had a phenomenal education system. Noah Webster had a great idea. He even said at one time he was so so committed to the idea that the, the, the facts of life are contained in the Bible. He said the Bible could be the text, the only textbook for public education. Boy, that doesn't fit today's environment, does it? But that's what he said. He said a lot of other stuff consistent with that. And he's the founder of what we know today as public education. It's been hijacked and it's been taken down a path of destruction. And people are beginning to take a stand now and all of a sudden they're saying, well, I'm just one person, but I can do something and I can do this or I can do that, whatever it is. Seattle's Como TV News, they picked up on this story in Milwaukee, of all things. They saw it value. And the media wants to report these because they want the public to think, boy, these people are really, and they want to marginalize Christianity. They want to marginalize, not everybody. I know people that work, in fact, at Como, and I know people at Cairo and, and in Portland and different places. I know media people. I've just been around them, and I know them. And not all of them have that agenda, but all public media in America, with the exceptions of a few, have that agenda. The people that work there don't necessarily, most of them do, but not all, but the the companies that own these media outlets 
radio, television. They have an agenda, and it isn't just to inform you as to what's happening in the news. It is to indoctrinate you and make you believe a certain way. And they can do this by parsing words, by taking parts of a story out. And then if they're called on it, they'll say, well, no, we didn't say that. They, but they, they parse the words and they re, uh, um, kind of rework the words to lead you to a conclusion that's false. And it's happening all the time, particularly where Donald Trump is concerned. My goodness. I mean, they never let up on this guy. They won't rest. The media won't rest until he's dead and gone. I think they will haunt him every step for the rest of his life to some degree, particularly now. Liz Cheney said the other day, she said, my mission, I mean, is to see that Donald Trump never again holds a public office. What a purpose for life. I mean, I'm not exactly a cheerleader for Joe Biden, I got to tell you, but I don't think my life's calling is to keep him from being reelected. I hope he isn't. It all work to elect someone else for sure and vote for someone else. I can promise you, whoever that may be, I don't know, but whoever. But a life's calling? That's pretty pathetic. But that's where progressivism and relativism takes you. That's all there is. There is no peace. There is no joy. There is no contentment because it takes you down a path that becomes more narrow and more narrow and more dark and more dark and more confusing. And in the end, it is nothingness. It is a hollow, empty life because it's without God. It's without godly principles. It's without a godly belief. I know a lot of the progressives today in politics they claim to be devout Christians and so on, but they, their lives don't match up and their policies don't match up with the Bible. That isn't pleasing to God. I, I can't judge their soul, but God judges. But men, you can look at the fruit of their life and say, how does that match up with the kingdom of God? Well, it doesn't. And that's the problem. And that's why we keep talking about these, these incidents to keep it in the public so you'll know that it isn't all going to the left. I mean, you would be led to believe that by the media, but it's not true. And this Kettle Moraine School District in Wisconsin is one. The Stephen Plum, he's issued this new legal analysis. He asked for a legal analysis of school policy, and that's how this whole thing started. Now, it's blowing up yesterday, and again this morning, they're going at each other in Wisconsin. And as I said, Como is carrying the story and all these other outlets around the country. But the analysis that he had of school policy ultimately interpreted the policy as saying teachers were prohibited from displaying political and religious messages in their classroom. So he said, well, he acted on that. And at a recent board meeting, he presented it to the board. They voted just last week and said, yes, I mean, that's the school policy. So we're going to enforce the school policy. The expectation is that the teachers and administration will have had will not have political flags or religious messaging in their classroom or on their person. This expectation, the board statement said, includes pride flags. Well, you know, that lit the fire. Examples of the political messages include messaging, includes pride flags, Black Lives Matter, we back the badge flags, according to the Associated Press, who is now carrying the story nationally. AP notes that the policy also bans the practice of teachers listing their preferred pronouns next to their names in email messages. 
During last week's board meeting, one member asked if it was possible for teachers to wear crosses, you know, like a little necklace cross. Well, if it's something that, and the, this plume re- responded, he said, if it's something on their person and, and it's a necklace or something like that, it's not in your face, shall I say, I think this is acceptable. I would say that that is a personal item as opposed to something like a T-shirt that has large letters on it. That's the level that this this competition for the mind of these kids has gotten to. The guy went on, this plume guy went on, he said, back the badge, thin blue line, Black Lives Matter flag, signs, all of this stuff would not be allowed under our understanding of school policy. Well, the policy, it was passed in July, but it was affirmed last week. It has now exploded. They have created an organization against the board. They've got 14,000 signatures, a petition. The petition says this, a pride flag is not a political thing. Loving someone is not political. Think of all the students and kids who are scared to go home because they don't have the support of their families, but when they walk into the school and their teacher has a pride flag hanging on the wall, they finally feel safe and supported. I can tell you that I have heard that narrative a thousand times, or I've seen it in my research for this program. That is the same thing that kids across America are saying because they've been indoctrinated. Those who are advocating for, you know, a complete takeover of the LGBTQ plus AI, ABCDE, whatever. These kids that have been indoctrinated to one, believe they're something other than sexually than what they are as God created them. They may have some issues and some problems that they need help with. But they're not, God doesn't make mistakes. He didn't create people that, oh, I mean, I thought, boy, I thought Gary was supposed to be a man. Uh, sorry about that. He turned out to be a, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, that is, that challenges the least of us in our, in our IQ. I mean, it's pathetic. But that's where we are. I mean, and these people, and these kids have been trained to say this. And what was on that petition is what I hear around the country and I see in writing as I do my research. They said, when we walk through the halls with fear, we have experienced very hateful and homophobic homophobic comments in the halls of the high school. A pride flag is not a political thing. Loving someone is not political. And on and on they go. This Trey Corte, he, he's gay, taught English at Kettle Moraine High School from 2009 to 19 he said he's very angry and sad and everybody's organizing now against the school board so it's not easy to take a stand and there's a whole bunch more there it's not easy to take a stand but this board is standing strong but have we lost this generation to the woke godless anti-american influence of today no we haven't there are kids beginning to take stands. There's Turning Point USA, and there's all these organizations now that are beginning to take a stand, and they're saying, no, we're not going to go there. They're kids. They're led by college students. In fact, the article that I wrote and published on our website today, uh, faithandfreedom.us, I, I include, I, some of the remarks I've just made are included in that article, but I came across an article yesterday written by Bill Biongi, and I don't know him, but he's a, a student at Florida State University. And, man, you got to read that. I mean, go to faithandfreedom.us and just scroll down and read his article. 
It's entitled, The United States Was Founded on Judeo-Christian Values, and it was published in a Florida State University newspaper. And so kids are taking stands like this all over the country. And pray for them and join them. Pray for our country. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.